Happy holidays, listeners. We are taking a couple of weeks off, but please enjoy this bonus MuggleCast installment that was initially released exclusively for patrons. We are releasing two bonus MuggleCast installments during our holiday break. If you pledge at Patreon or via Apple Podcasts, you will receive two brand new bonus MuggleCast installments every month. We really appreciate your support. And don't forget, you can get a seven-day free trial to our paid subscription. And you can sign up for an annual subscription. And when you do that, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Patreon, you will receive a discount for committing to a year up front. Plus, we know some of you like just committing to a year up front. So there's just one charge on your credit card. Totally understand that. One time we heard from somebody that said, I like the annual pledge because it's easier to hide from my husband. Thank you, everybody, so much for your support. Happy holidays. And we'll see you in the new year. For now, enjoy this bonus MuggleCast installment. All right, y'all. Welcome to Bonus MuggleCast, our final bonus MuggleCast of the year. Thank you so much to all of our patrons who support us uh, to get access to this benefit and many others. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening to these as much as we've enjoyed doing them throughout the year. And to round us out, I thought we could do a part three of fandom headcanons, but I specifically wanted to focus on Wizarding World holiday headcanons. So we have a few ideas here that I think we can dig into and try to imagine some examples of these things playing out in the Wizarding World. (laughs) So a few of these came from Reddit, I will admit. (laughs) There is a Reddit post that we can link to in the show notes. But one of the ones that I thought was so charming was this idea that witch and wizard parents transfigure themselves into Santa to let their kids, quote, catch a glimpse of St. Nick leaving presents under the tree if they celebrate in that way Mm -hmm. to help them truly believe. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like muggle parents do this sometimes, right? Like my (laughs) my parents never did anything like this, but I knew of people's parents who did like their dad usually would dress up and kind of aid in the excitement. Did you all ever have that experience? Not really in that way. Of course, I met Santa at the mall countless times. But that was the extent. My parents never went the extra mile and dressed up as Santa to to fool us. Oh, you know what? You know what they did? We would leave cookies and milk, of course, by the fireplace. Right. And then, of course, we'd come down the 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 morning, Christmas morning, and the cookies were like half eaten. So they yeah. ate cookies to convince us that Santa was real. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a pretty good Tough job. Yeah. <laughs> My parents did that, too. And Mm. as kids, it was always like, oh, it's so interesting that Santa and dad both love peanut butter cookies. (laughs) What a coincidence, right? Right. I will say one year when I wouldn't go to bed, I wasn't going to bed. And my parents were probably like, Jesus, kid, go to bed so that we can like drink some wine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) chill. And uh, I wasn't going. So my dad went out and got on the roof and like stomped on the roof a whole bunch. Wow, that's dedication. And my mom was like, he's not going to come in if he's not going to leave anything if you don't go to bed. (laughs) Aww, that's impressive. (laughs) I know. I was I was uh, looking back. I was proud of proud of him for that. That's uh, touching. Mm -hmm. But yeah, how do we imagine this playing out? In the wizarding world, like I could see Arthur Weasley 
doing something like this, for example? Yeah. I, I think one of the great things about it being the wizarding world too is that Santa could be real there. Right. You don't you don't need to expand the mind all that much. Oh yeah. It's probably like a better version of Santa too. Like he comes up with way cooler toys and actually comes up with like very cool toys himself. Mm-hmm. He's not going out and buying toys. And you think he could more easily get from one house to another. He could apparate. He doesn't need reindeer. He, if he's running late, he can just whip out his time turner mm-hmm. and go back in time and, uh, you know, get get all the homes covered across the Wizarding World. Do you think in the Wizarding World, the toys? So let's pre- let's pretend Santa's real in the Wizarding World, and it's like a cooler Santa or whatever. Do you think the toys are made? By Wizarding World Santa himself. No, he probably has house elves making them. Oh, <laughs> because darn, it is the right. Wizarding World. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, his elves are probably the house elves. <laughs> I like how I'm I'm getting into a fight with Santa now. Um, but I I love this. I love imagining Santa as an actual wizard in this universe because we've seen that with other characters that are either based on, you know, folklore representations or even, you know, actual figures. Nicholas Flamel is a great example. He's portrayed as he was actually a wizard Mm -hmm. in the series. And I'm actually looking at harrypotterfandom.com and they're noting that there is a widely discussed theory Um, That came from Reddit, but I guess it's gotten a lot of attention that Father Christmas exists within the Potterverse as a real wizard, that he uses flu powder to get down the fireplaces, and that he uses a time turner to get his presents delivered in one night and has a philosopher's stone to be immortal. (laughs) Wow. I mean... I can I don't know if I accept the philosopher's stone angle. I I feel like that's maybe a bridge too far because how many of those are there? Right. You know. Right. But the rest of it, I mean, if we accept the canon of how all those things work, it would fit. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that that never that that possibility never presents itself in the books, especially because Christmas is a recurring. Uh, it's such a big thing yeah in the harry potter series yeah i was trying to think too if we ever get a mention of santa in the harry potter series the one moment i remember from the films i can't remember which movie it was but we do get like a little santa skating on a like that's true maybe or or some kind of decoration i'm looking right now might have been Order of the Phoenix at Grimmauld Place after Arthur mm. was attacked. Mm. Okay, so there are two mentions of Santa in the entire seven book Harry Potter series. Wow. Uh, in Chamber of Secrets. In fact, I think they're both from Chamber of Secrets and they're about garden gnomes. Um, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. 
Harry is telling Ron, hey, we have gnomes too. And Ron's like, no, 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 those aren't like our gnomes. I've seen your gnomes. They're like fat little Santa Clauses with fishing rods. That's right. And then when Harry sees a garden gnome, he says it was certainly nothing like Santa Claus. Okay. Darn, I got so, excited. I was like, whoa, I don't remember any mentions of Santa. No, I don't know if that counts. I, I got but excited too. Whatever. It's 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 good enough, I guess. No, but I mean, it clearly it seems to suggest that I mean, well, it does suggest that Ron knows who Santa Claus is, right? Oh, I see. That concept exists in the wizarding world. Yeah. So whether Santa's a, a real wizard, I think that is outstanding, but the the lore certainly exists i mean i can't believe we haven't addressed this yet like hagrid would totally play santa at hogwarts right yeah i i think that'd be awesome i uh shared a photo it is from order of the phoenix but it's a little santa that just kind of zooms by okay <laughs> at some point and yeah. uh so we do actually see a santa in the harry potter films too but uh i i just think maybe it would have been too much for the author to really kind of delve into that. Mm -hmm. She has so much other magic. Why does she need yeah. to bring Santa Claus into the? Because I'm also thinking about the Chronicles of Narnia, and in particular, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when all of the kids come across Father Christmas during their journey. He's actually, you know, an actual character in that seven part series so i was thinking about that yeah played most recently by james cosmo who was the uh mm. lord commander of the night's watch in game of thrones for a period of time connecting there's... the threads between fandoms <laughs> also there's so many whimsy unique fantasy type characters in the series anyway there really was no room for santa he doesn't stand yeah, out you got like Dumbledore. he does in the muggle world yeah yeah, we got Dumble Dumbledore, Santa. we got Santa, or we got Hagrid, who would totally dress up as Santa. Dumbleclaws. But you don't need Santa in a wizarding world. Like, I I believe Santa exists in the wizarding world, but, but J.K. Rowling did not need to write Santa in because there's so many other whimsical characters afoot already. I agree with that. I also feel like the books are, and I mean, it's understandable, right? Because it's, it's the writer writing what she knows, but they're, you know, heavily... Um, centered on sort of like the Christian calendar. And I mean, even the themes of the the book, when you dig in, are biblical, right? So there's a lot of influence there. And uh, Santa might have been too much, too much. <laughs> I mean, as it stands, we don't really get representation of other people's celebrations around the holidays, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. But um, I want to pivot here. And speaking of someone else who kind of looks like Santa and an elf, since we were talking about elves, <laughs> I love this idea of Dumbledore and Dobby giving each other socks for Christmas. Oh, right. Isn't that cute? Do you think they gave each other Mugglecast socks for Christmas? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Sure, I guess. Okay, great. Great. Can Dobby time travel? <laughs> At this point, why not? Yeah, sure. I mean, if we're saying Santa exists in the wizarding world, then anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. I would like. I would like to see fan art of this too. This would be really sweet. Dumbledore and Dobby 
in the great hall or like i don't know out in the park and it's snowing and they're exchanging gifts and they're just giving each other socks dumbledore's getting purple ones dobby's getting uh, pink ones dobby will take any kind of sock (laughs) <laughs> I know, but what what kind of socks would Dumbledore pick for him? Probably some extremely cozy wool colorful socks. I feel like Dobby would wear socks with Harry Potter's face on them. He would. <laughs> Not our faces on the Mugglecast throwback socks? Purchase in our Etsy store today. I mean, we're not the boy who lived. <laughs> we're the boys and girl who podcasted. Right. <laughs> Dobby's like, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's very sweet. I buy it. Yeah. Um, to that point that I mentioned earlier about not really seeing representation of other holiday celebrations at Hogwarts, I was imagining that someone like Anthony Goldstein, who we know was at Hogwarts at the same time as Harry, and we know canonically is Jewish, you know, I like to imagine that he stumbled upon the room of requirement maybe before Harry and company ever did. And, you know, he had been wishing that Hogwarts would deck out the Great Hall for Hanukkah the way that it (laughs) does for Christmas. And, because he was thinking that at the exact time that he sort of crossed paths with the room, the room revealed itself to him and it was ready for he and other Jewish students because surely he wasn't the only one um, mm-hmm. to join in and celebrate. And I actually, before we recorded this, I was like, Micah, does this make sense? <laughs> so I'm going to ask you now, does this make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of, the room of requirement presenting itself in a way to students to celebrate holidays that maybe I mean Hanukkah is a pretty mainstream holiday, at least here in the United States, but we all know that Christmas is is really the the main holiday that's celebrated and overly commercialized, I think is fair to say. Um but I, I do like the idea of the room presenting itself in this way. And also I think it could be a really cool opportunity for Anthony to teach his fellow students about the holiday and the traditions that come with it. And much like Harry uses it to teach Dumbledore's army, I think that, you know, Anthony could use it in much the same way. I kind of love that. Yeah, that's really sweet. Do we hear... I'm trying to think if there's been confirmation of other Jewish students in their year at Hogwarts. I'm sure there were. I just don't think that they've ever been identified beyond Anthony. No, he is the the token Jewish <laughs> was, student, as far as we know. That, Like you said, the author has only confirmed him uh, right. and called attention to him specifically. But, Did she do um, that on Twitter? Is that where that happened? Probably. Yeah, it was during that era where she was dropping all kinds of random stuff on Twitter and it like turned into a meme. <laughs> hey, better mm-hmm. that than Evanesco. But yeah, I, I do think. That, oh, hey, I'm going to reference that today, actually. Stay tuned in, in oh, our no. main show. We're recording this before <laughs> the main show. Um, But I I like this headcanon and I'm sure there were plenty of other Jewish people at Hogwarts. But um, 
I'm trying to remember how it even got brought up on Twitter. I guess somebody said, oh, Goldstein, must, that must be a Jewish person, right, J.K. Rowling? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Box I, that check. was my plan all along. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and look, that like, feels we, so icky. I, I, if we've that's had how a it lot, happened. A lot of conversations over the years about representation in the Harry Potter series, and uh, it lacks on many levels. Yes. Um and look, like I uh, I don't need this necessarily in Harry Potter, but I would like to think that there's a place for it at Hogwarts and that the castle is cool enough to respond in that way, whether it's for Hanukkah or any other holidays that are celebrated. Right. Sorry, I'm I I found the original tweet where J.K. Rowling did confirm this. She had been responding to another tweet. Somebody said in December 2014, at J.K. Rowling, my wife said there are no Jews at Hogwarts. I'm a Jew, so I assume she said it to be the only magical one in the family. Thoughts? And then J.K. Rowling just replied, Anthony Goldstein, Ravenclaw, Jewish wizard. Okay, well, that settles that. One. But she just drops one. Like, I know. <laughs> I just picture her like wiping her hands. Well, that's my woke for the day. I know. I know. She's like patting herself on the back. She's like, good job, past self. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> She's probably looking at through the uh, list of Hogwarts students that she has somewhere on her computer. And she's like, which one can I make Jewish? Which one can I make Jewish? Goldstein. That's perfect. my inclusion. That's my my post post series inclusion for the day. Oh yeah, by the way, Dumbledore is gay. Oh yeah, there's one Jewish person at Hogwarts. Oh yeah, Hermione was black. Yeah, but think about the doors that opened for her to be like two of the protagonists in my new movie series can be Anthony Goldstein's like I don't know how the relation is. One of them is like a maternal relation, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that a headcanon thing too? With Tina Is it? And I thought that was confirmed. Oh. That right. Queenie and Tina were related to Anthony. I feel like that was confirmed at some point. <laughs> Who asked but that? How convenient. Hey JK Rowling, <laughs> that one Jewish Jewish person at Hogwarts, do they happen to be related to the two Jewish people in Fantastic Bees? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Send tweet. <laughs> and that's my inclusion for the day. Hang on. Hang on. I have to ask. Are Queenie and Well, Tina- she, she probably also thought about responding, yeah, they all work at Gringotts, but, you know, that would not have went over too well at uh, <laughs> Happy holidays, at the time everybody. for her. <laughs> uh, yes. J.K. Rowling tweeted in response to a reader's question that Anthony Goldstein is a dense is a distant relative of Tina and Queenie. Okay, wow. So not a direct descendant, it sounds like, but mm-hmm. distant relatives. It's it's amazing how much of a troll she was before she was actually a troll. I know we just didn't catch on to it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the last one that I had beyond you know just other holidays being celebrated at Hogwarts apart from Christmas was the idea that the ministry probably had some pretty wild holiday parties. And I'm not saying that all of them were like officially sanctioned by the ministry. I'm just imagining some of the departments probably threw their own parties or went out for their own outings. And 
Have we all been to like some kind of like company party mm-hmm. at some point? Yeah. Hey, Eric. P.F. Changs. People turn up. Brenda becomes a mess. It's a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. There's always like one or two people who turn up way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, who who do you think this is at the ministry? Was it Bertha Jorkins before she went missing? Bertha, Arthur, <laughs> Fudge Arthur? gets a little loose. Umbridge. Fudge, all right. <laughs> you know who's crazy and everybody loves at the holiday Christmas parties? It's Eric the Wandweyer. True. He uh, he can dance. Nobody knows him outside of work because he shows up and puts in the hard work. But my headcanon is that he actually gets pretty wild. Do you think he uses uh, that as a pickup line? Which? The wand weighing. <laughs> you want me to weigh your wand? De- definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know the character Angela on The Office? Umbridge is the Angela of the, of the office yeah, party. Yeah, 100%. She would volunteer to try and organize it too. Definitely. Yes. She'd be such and then a funny daddy as lame about as possible. It. <laughs> yeah. And then people would revolt. That's where all of these unofficial department parties would come from is they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to go to the Dolores party." Uh, but then after that we're going to the after party. Yeah. <laughs> In the well, department. That's what I was going to say. The real party is always the after party. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's everything for this final edition of Bonus MuggleCast for the year. Hope you all enjoyed. And if you have any headcanons related to the holiday season, we'd love to hear them. So you can leave them in the comments, the Discord, email them to us, mugglecast at gmail.com. And um, thank you all so much. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.